the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Eye on Real Estate, your premier source for real estate information. From the heart of New York City and the tri-state area to the most active real estate hotspots across America. Keeping you plugged in to the latest real estate market trends. From mortgage news and legal developments to everything you need to know about buying or selling a property. Benefited by the advice of the experts. Now, here's the host of Eye on Real Estate, the vice chair of Douglas Elliman, Dottie Herman. Have a holiday. Jolly Christmas. We're back, and again, as I promised, um, and she's been on many times. She's a friend, and she's the voice of real estate. We're joined by Lois Weiss, and she's known as the voice of real estate, and I go to her for anything I need to know. She's also a columnist for, for the Post, and God, she's written all over. Happy holidays, Lois. Happy, I'm so glad you were holidays. able to come on. Thanks, we were Dottie, I appreciate about. it. We were talking about what's going on in real estate nationally, what's going on in New York, and if there's anyone that has, you know, a read on it and has a great feel and writes about it, what are you seeing? Okay. Well, you know, I think that the big, that the middle of the year was kind of depressing when the interest rates went up and people, you know, couldn't make any decisions. But now, um, there's been some trades in buildings. There's some big leases that have been signed, and there's a lot of hopefulness in the commercial real estate market. But, you know, that said, we've got probably 20 million square feet of subleases available, and um, there's a, a problem with the buildings that can't lease to anybody and, you know, that are conversion targets. So we're hopeful that the legislature will make some changes to allow a higher FAR, to allow, um, you know, perhaps some buildings to have um, residential uh, where they're below the commercial. It's always been in New York that you have residential above the hotel and above an office space. And a lot of cities, it's the opposite. So, you know, there's, there's you know, people that are smarter than I am looking into that to see if we can change it to make it a lot easier for people to convert those empty office buildings. Yeah, so what's uh, your read on, on, you know, again, what's your read, I mean, on, on you know, uh, office space because, to my opinion, I know employers are trying to get um, people to come back every day. But in my opinion, and again, I stress my opinion, um, it will never go back the way it was. Like the way we grew up, five days a week, six days a week, seven yeah. days a week, you always worked. I think it will go back to kind of, you know, a combination of, you know, if you if you have a, a job that can afford it where you might work three or four days and maybe you'll get a Friday off or something like that. Um, and so when people don't 
go to work every day. They can live a little further sometimes. And sometimes they really, you know, look, if I'm home doing work from home, I'm not going to go out and get dressed and start window shopping and buy lunch. So it it affects it. But I see that people are are definitely coming back, and the city's traffic, in my opinion, is worse than I've ever seen it. Okay. (laughs) No, no, the traffic is terrible, but they've also, remember, they keep putting in bike lanes, so every time you put in a bike lane, you take out, you know, a mile of roadway, and that's, I don't know, divide that, like, 20 feet into 5,280, and you, there's not a lot of room left for cars. Yes, but and if any of the officials are listening, I think that some of these bikers might have to take a, a, a road test before they lo- they ride bikes. Because yeah. some of them really don't know what they're doing when they're draw- riding their bikes, and, you know, they can cause accidents. So, yeah. and, you know, and I remember I was in California, and they had bike lanes years and years ago, and... I guess the bikers went on strike while I was driving, and that was gridlock. You couldn't go anywhere. But California, and you know, but California, you know, the weather is different. I, you know, in Italy, um, I think in Rome, if you if you don't work, if you don't have a resident, because you know, like you don't have an apartment in Rome, mm-hmm. you uh, can't park your car there. So you'll see driving to work. You know, women with dresses on bicycles. I just think it's tough on bikes in New York. I wouldn't be one who wants to drive my bike, okay? I'd be afraid yeah. she's going to kill me. I so know. I'm Which not is... one of them. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm afraid to walk across the street because the bike lanes, you know, are supposed to be one direction. And not, not that's not true anymore because nobody seems to obey the laws. Which, anyway, aside from that, let's get back to... Um, you know, just the pandemic and working. One of the things that I'm hearing from the brokers is that people are sort of coming back three days a week at least, and then there's no room because the companies, you know, got rid of some of the space. So now they're they're trying to expand. And it doesn't have to be a 100,000-square-foot tenant, but a tenant who has 10 or 15,000 square feet, they're going, oh, we're really jammed now, and we need, you know, another 5,000 feet. We need another floor in the building. So that's something that's definitely happening uh, among tenants. And then there's people who are saying to the landlords, to the building owners, um, oh, well, we're only in three days a week, so we want our rent reduced because we're only there three days a week. And I have to laugh because the building owner is not going to the city of New York and going, oh, we only use our building three days a week, so we're only paying, you know, three-sevenths of our property taxes. So it's that's a little absurd. But, um, you know, the the people who are coming into the office now are the younger people because they recognize they need to be in to help their careers. And, you know, um, you know one of my friends, uh, a lawyer, said to me, the only people who are partners and are new hires, the, the middle people are kind of, they know their job, they're happy to work from home, and... You know, so that's still kind of an issue, although there are a lot of companies that are saying, no, you need to be here. We can't have you mentoring people if you're not here. 
and we don't want you know Zoom calls where half where you come in and you have to be on a Zoom because there's still people at home in your you know your group. So to get people back in, they are making beautiful office space with tons of amenity so that people want to come in and collaborate and be there. And that's been the trend. And those buildings are getting the tenants. Um, on uh, just yesterday, um, Fisher Brothers at 1345 Avenue of Americas, and I'm pretty sure they put in $100 million into this building um, and uh, with amenities and a new plaza and all kinds of nice things. And a law firm, Paul Weiss, is moving is going to move there to like seven hundred and twenty-five thousand square feet. Wow! Yeah, that's and, great. Um, yeah, well, you no, know, no, that, that. Also, you know, you don't realize, but I mean, look, we all learned how to use Zoom. Um, it was better than nothing, but you yeah. lose the culture and you lose what you just get being around other people and the knowledge yeah. you pick up. Um, so I do think that it's, you know, I, th- I do think there'll be a combination. Um, and, you know, I think that slowly it'll come back and maybe just a little differently. Uh, but it seems very busy now. And on the commercial sector, you're seeing it start to move a little bit, correct? On our oh, yes. Because commercial is all different. There's a lot of different types yeah. of commercial. Yeah, and and what's also interesting to me is that, you know, we all talk about the flight to quality, but that's also within other asset classes. So you have in the B buildings, if somebody can only afford to pay 40 or $60 a foot, there's a place for you. And now, you know, maybe you're on a side street building, you can move to a corner building, and maybe that building has a nicer elevator or better cleaning or a nicer lobby. So anybody that's put some work into their building is the beneficiary um, uh, of that. And, um, and that's, you know, uh, always there's a, an incentive. The real problem is, is that the values have fallen. So on commercial, you, on retail, yeah, uh, you know. commercial especially, and um, so if you have a, a let's say your building last year, you could get easily eighty million dollars for it. Now, because of all the interest rate, you can't get eighty. The market is forty million, so you've taken a haircut by a half. But now you have a loan that's fifty or sixty million. So you can't even refinance it because to refinance it, you might have to put, you know, give, literally give the bank $20 million. So where there's a lot of partners, they've had capital calls, and now they're just saying, okay, we can't do this anymore. And buildings, they're getting handed over to the lenders left and right. And that's a scary situation, except that it, you know, as some of the brokers say, it provides opportunities uh, for people who want to get in and buy a piece of New York at a price they may never see again. You know, it, well, that's it, but, true. I mean, look, if you go back to the pandemic, okay, yeah. oh, no, nine eleven. Yeah. Okay, they said. I mean, look. They said, oh, nobody will ever live in a tall building. Yeah, or nobody no, will or ever live downtown. Yeah. Nobody will ever live downtown. That's out. 
okay? Yeah. Um, and I had, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, I had Governor Pataki on during nine eleven, and I, he said, "What?" I said, "What did you do?" And he said, "Well, I had to pay banks, and I had to pay for security, and I gave incentives and money just to get people there, okay?" Um, and now you look downtown, and it's like so busy. And you know, the higher the floor, the higher the price. So yep. you really, you know, there's no general. I don't think there's a rule of thumb I could give anyone, but I think that if you want a piece, and I don't think there's any place like Manhattan still. Um, yep. I think that you should be out there, and you just got to look. Yes, absolutely, and you know, there's values. There's uh, quite a few um, Japanese now coming in to buy um, buildings, and um, you know, particularly as owner operators. But they're also investing, believe it or not, in rent stabilized buildings. And rent stabilized buildings have really had a, a big problem because a lot of people during the pandemic didn't pay their rent. They weren't able to, you know, get some of the money that was given. And so you have some rent-stabilized buildings that are selling for pennies because people are afraid that they can't get their money back. Um, right now, if you um, have a tenant that's been in there for years and moves out and maybe leaves, you know, trashes the place, I mean, people live in things and they use, you use the cabinets, you use the refrigerator, you use the oven and the doors get loose and just things need maintenance and break, whatever. So if you, if you spend $15,000 on improving an apartment of any size now, you can only get a rent increase of $83 for the next tenant. And it's simply not enough because now you have to borrow the money to do that improvement, and these improvements on an apartment could cost thirty thousand, hundred thousand, you know, depending on how long it's been empty, what's its state of it, and what kind of building. So, um, that, well, I mean, I've your seen predictions for New York City, like and as I said, um, I think New York City will always come back. It's getting much younger, and I think that's good, and um, I think that's a good thing. Um, oh, you know predictions. So, oh, it's only big. Uh, it only goes up from here. I mean, we may still have a dip because you know the banks have to work through the loans, and certainly the sale of the um, the loans that were by Signature Bank. Now um, the CPC is a partner now with related on the residential loans. So that's a good thing. They're the Community Preservation Corp. So if they have to take over any buildings, um, they know how to operate low-income, uh, well, I, I'll say affordable properties. So, you so know, what, what, like, what would your advice, if somebody's thinking of, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing having a business in New York, um, what, what advice would you give them? Get experts to help you. Get, you know, okay, let me tell you about a sale that was about to happen. And the lawyer for the buyer said, oh, we're not, this property is held by a, a C Corp. It's not held in an LLC. So what they did is they restructured 
and renegotiated that sale so that the buyer bought the C-Corp. And that meant that the seller, even though the face price was much lower, was able to take uh, a great tax uh, benefit from just selling the C-Corp. So the buyer went in with less money, the seller got less money, but had a substantial tax benefit that made up for that. So that's somebody that really knew what they were doing. Right. Um, and, and, you know, there's, um, you know, people, there are people who specialize in rent-stabilized apartments. There are, there are attorneys that specialize in rent-stabilized sales and in retail leasing and in purchasing land. And uh, here's another one. I heard about somebody um, and a um, an Asian buyer bought a building. Now they found out there's IMD tenants in it, loft tenants. So the story with that is that if these loft tenants do not let you into the apartment, you can't make the upgrade to get a higher rent. So now they, people have to sell it because they were unaware of that kind of tenancy. Yeah, well, I, I think that you, you couldn't give better advice. Don't try to do that. We'll be right back. We'll continue to slow us right after. I think we have a commercial yep. break coming up. Yes, ma'am. That's okay. But you definitely don't want to do a deal in New York City or anywhere. Use a qualified professional. As I said, it's like yeah. using a brain surgeon when you have a heart attack. Okay, you yeah. need to use someone who knows commercial real estate. We'll be right back yep. with Lois White right after this quick commercial break. I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizemkism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Skyrizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. Hi, it's Arthur Idala here for Bay Ridge Honda, run by my family friends, Rob and Danielle Sabah. This Sabah family-owned and operated Honda dealer for over 60 years is where I've gotten cars, my whole family have gotten cars, my friends have gotten cars, people from all over Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, and the Bronx, they all come to Bay Ridge Honda. You know why everyone I know goes to 
Bay Ridge Honda because Rob Sabah and his team are the best and most trusted in the business. Tis the season to celebrate with happy Honda days going on now at Bay Ridge Honda. No payments until March, March of 2024. Lowest prices of the year selling under MSRP this month. Brand new 2024 Hondas in stock and ready for delivery. Your favorite Honda models like the Great Accord, the HRV, the CRV, and more. Be sure to ask the staff at Bay Ridge Honda about the Bay Ridge Plus package that will have your new or used car covered. Visit Bay Ridge Honda, 4th Avenue and 88th Street in Brooklyn, New York, or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. The Happy Honda Days sale ends January 2nd, 2024. Feel like you're trying to push a boulder uphill wearing skates? If you run or manage a local business today, you're challenged like never before. We get it, and we want to help. We're Salem Surround, and when it comes to marketing, consider us your personal move-you-forward company. In a recent study, we found that 53% of local businesses were classified as novices when it came to designing, implementing, and managing their marketing needs. And that's where Salem Surround truly shines. We're a full-service marketing agency that'll help you increase your customer base by designing incredibly effective plans to reach your consumers day, night, and everywhere they might be. Let us give you an absolutely free audit of your current marketing and what your competition is doing. Our digital sales and support teams are the best in the industry and deliver customized personal service that's second to none. If you're a local business and ready for the next step, Google Salem Surround New York right now. Our experts are ready to help you take your marketing to the next level. Google Salem Surround New York today. City sidewalks, busy sidewalks, dressed in holiday style, in the air, there's a We are back. We're with Lois White. We're talking about basically now commercial real estate. We talked in the beginning of the show about residential. So we're going to, you know, finish up with a bit of commercial and then... Uh, we will have Charles Peterson to finish up our show about wood floors, which he started, but we didn't get a chance to finish. Now, Lois, warehouse building is very different, and that that kind of is 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 pretty gone. So, what are your best bets? What do you see twenty four? What do you you know? And again, we were talking predictions, and in the housing market, I don't see like a big change, but I think more flexibility that you can negotiate and. You know, you can where you know a year or so ago you could. What are your predictions in commercial? Okay, well, first I just want to for a second go back to the Roosevelt Hotel you were talking about. Yeah. Um, this week I did a story in the Real Deal that the Pakistani government is hiring JLL to market the property and for redevelopment. So we may see something new there. And, of course, they've tried that several times, and then the regime changes, and then that stops. So we've yet, we'll, you know, keep an eye on that one um, because they could build a tower there as big as one Vanderbilt and, you know, probably put a little bit of a boutique hotel in there to keep the unions happy. So that's one thing to keep uh, an eye on. Um, property taxes, uh, very high in the city, uh, going higher. The city has not yet acknowledged that a lot of the buildings are struggling financially. And um, so that's going to be a big issue. Um, and the city now, you know, has a lot of properties that aren't paying. There's a property I know of 
a 16-unit building that was, you know, given to the tenants in 1993. They were the city $40 million. It's uncollectible. And, you know, there's quite a few properties on the tax rolls like that. So they need to figure out what to do with that. And the, the people, you know, don't pay for anything. Uh, the city has to come in and do the emergency repairs and it's just somebody taking advantage of everyone else. Um, so we have to keep an eye on the property taxes and keep an eye on the interest rates. If the interest rates, uh, the Fed decides not to raise them, that will put some certainty in the market. And, you know, people may be able to negotiate their way out of um, the the loans that are coming due. The loans that are coming due, pretty scary. Um, well, but if the banks don't, you know, I always tell people, and again, I'm not, I'm a, a res, pretty much residential, so I'm not as, as, you know, versed on commercial as you, but I do know that the banks really don't want the properties back. Nope, so, they um, do not. They do not want them. But, but, I, but I remember, Donnie, and this is why New York always comes back. When I first started writing in 1990, the insurance companies all owned every building on Lower Broadway. They'd already, you know, um, uh, foreclosed on them because they p- people paid a high price. The city taxed it at 45% of the price, and no one could pay that. So, you know, it's all integrated, and the city politicians have to understand that you can't get blood out of a stone. But all those properties, you could buy them then for, you know, a million, ten million dollars, and now, you know, they're they're selling for three, four hundred million. Right. When when every condition is, well, the conditions are great, and everything is favorable, and the interest rates are low, you're you're not going to get a great deal. And you're going to have a lot of competition. So if you yep. work with people who know what they're doing um, and you know your budget, um, you can talk to people. You can negotiate. You can, uh, you know, you can try to, like, make some deals because I, the banks do not want the properties back if they can help it. That much yeah. I do know. And it seems to be much busier. I mean, I, I've lived in the city a long time, and, of course, uh, to tell you the truth, I think New York City came back quicker than I expected it to. Yeah, it did. And you know what's great? The Chinese—I mean, the Chinese tourists haven't even come back yet, and they still expect over sixty million people um, to have come through. So, yes, they don't walk slowly, and they're looking up, but they're looking up because our buildings are so beautiful, and they just want to take in everything. And that's what I love, walking around this time of year, looking at the decorations. But I love it all times of year, and, you know, it's... Well, all I can say is, you know, I live in a a half hotel, half con, you know, half condo, Uh. so... It was during the pandemic. I mean, there was no one there. They stayed open because yeah. people actually lived there, but there was no one there. I can tell you that it's at 100% capacity, and there's so many foreigners who are finally coming back to New York um, because you can see all the languages. And, and so I think that, you know, if you go back, you know, New York really got hit hard with the pandemic, yeah. New York City, and I think that, you know, it's not perfect. 
it has a ways to go, but I do think that it's really come back in a much bigger way and quicker than I expected. Yeah. And a lot of people that, you know, I, I did an article earlier in the show that said a lot of people that left during the pandemic because, you know, we got hit so hard really missed New York and yeah. came back. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, one one hurricane in Miami, and they'll all be back here in two minutes. <laughs> I can tell you that. And, and 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 you know the retail also bounced back. Look at we have a new Tiffany's. LVMH is going to build a new building at one uh, East Fifty Seventh Street. You know most of the stores have reopened on Fifth Avenue. Madison is just absolutely on fire. Um, you know, people are taking advantage of the lower rents and getting those beautiful storefronts. Uh, yes, and hopefully, at least the former Her- Hermes and Prada yeah. just bought its building on Fifth Avenue. You know, so you have the luxury retailers who have millions, you know, billions of dollars are buying their buildings. Well, they they're seeing an opportunity. Okay, they're seeing opportunity, and so they're. There is opportunity. You have to work with people who know what they're doing. Um, and I and I really feel that, you know, you could go any place, but there's no place like New York, and especially now. It's just absolutely beautiful. And I hope that you'll come on. We're going to uh, continue our talks about New York City and across the country. Absolutely. And, Lois, I know you really deal a lot with New York, but, but, but across the country, are you seeing the same trends or anything different? Um, kind of the same trends in a lot of uh, places, and the you know, of course, everybody worries about crime, the homeless, the migrants, and once we get illegal immigration under control, I think we can all breathe a sigh of relief and figure out how to, you know, take care of the people that are already here and. You know, there'll be some certainty on how much money the working people have to, you know, spend. Oh, and we have a, we may have, a, we have a strike vote for the commercial buildings, so they might oh, go wow. on strike because on uh, January first because they want more money. And well, listen, Lois, have a great holiday. You too, darling. Take Hope care. you'll be back, and we'll be back, and you'll be on the show talking about right. next year. Enjoy. All right. Happy New Year. Okay, bye. Happy New Year. Unity Bank is dedicated to community-oriented banking and offers a full range of services including business and personal accounts, business loans, and mortgages. Unity has locations throughout New Jersey and in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania, expanding its footprint to 21 retail locations. If you're a small business owner, you know how frustrating it is to be a nobody at the big banks. You should be banking at a community bank like Unity. You can have a personal relationship with the president and CEO, my good friend Jim Hughes. Jim asks that you call him directly at 908-713-4306. 908-713-4306. 
4306 or send an email to james.hughes h-u-g-h-e-s at unitybank.com and jim will get right back to you you can't get this type of service at the big banks visit unitybank.com fdic insured equal opportunity employer and equal housing lender unity bank growing with you you have all helped support my pillow and their employees in these tough economic times. Mike Lindell knows this and continues to give back to listeners with deals on his most popular products. You've heard me recently speak about the My Slippers, Giza Sheets, My Pillow 2.0, and more. Great news. The My Pillow six pack bath towel sets are back in stock. They are extremely absorbent, yet still provides that soft feel you look for in a towel. The set comes with two bath towels, two Two hand towels and two washcloths. Regular price is seventy nine ninety eight for a limited time. You can get this six pack towel set for only thirty nine ninety nine with promo code Joe P. That's a fifty percent savings. Go to mypillow.com. Call eight hundred six five one zero seven nine eight. Use the promo code Joe P to save fifty percent on the MyPillow six pack towel sets. Josh Edwards, a stenographer who has served for more than a thousand depositions, arbitrations, hearings, etc. I, I don't think people understand that there are lots of different kind of revenue options with court reporting. I encourage people to check it out. And Josh Edwards, you're a perfect example as to why. So we start our captioners at my company at $100 an hour, and there's a two-hour minimum per job. You know, when we send an email saying, hey, we have a job starting at 9 o'clock on Monday morning, are you free for it? Even if that job cancels within a day or if it only goes for half an hour or 75 minutes they're still going to earn a minimum of two hundred dollars for that time slot i encourage people to check it out email info at plazacollege.edu and they have an introductory thing to just click the link and get the info and josh edwards you're a perfect example as to why that's got to feel good and awfully rewarding thanks for spending some time with us my pleasure and you know i i'm not bragging to say but i am very happy and thankful that it has been a six-figure career every year since i started email Email info at plazacollege.edu. Brandon Tatum, weeknights at 8 on AM 970. The answer. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be... We're back, and we're back with Charles Peterson, one of the world's leading experts on wood flooring and the author of Wood Flooring, a complete guide to layout, installation, and finishing. Um, Charles was on, I believe, last week or the week before. We didn't have time to finish. And all I can tell you is when you mention hardwood floors, and I'm in the real estate business, and watch a home buyer's eyes just light up. And wood floors are so desirable. And they're unmatched for their beauty durability. So thank you for coming back so we can finish up. And maybe what you could do, Charles, is just give us a little recap of what we talked about last week, and then we can go on. I have some questions for you um, and you want, because we never got to really finish, and it was such a great topic. Well, thank you so much for having me on again. There's just so much information to, to cover that I think it would probably take us about five months of shows to <laughs> just get the tip of the iceberg. I was hoping you, you might want to talk a little bit about when they go to select their flooring and and how to start off. Um, yeah, that that well, that listen. I think I told you on the show last time when I had to put wood floors in. 
I didn't know what I was doing, and I went to showrooms, and, you know, again, lighting. I couldn't tell by the lighting. Then I had it shipped to my house. I really didn't know. I didn't know much about, you know, I know I like it, but I didn't know much about wood. So why don't you, yeah, that would be great for you to talk about what makes the best flooring material, how do you select contractors, because really wood floors are big. So what would your best suggestions be? And, 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 you know, what would you suggest people do to start when they are doing wood floors, when they're, they're putting wood floors in? So don't feel bad at all about not having all the answers to wood floors myself. <laughs> in order to just get the little bit of information I had, I actually had to start a manufacturing plant for wood floors, start a manufacturing plant for UV finishes. I had to go to grad school for wood science. I became a national yeah. inspector, and I've been helping write the tech manuals for about 25 years. And I feel I'm just barely scratching, you know, the surface of this wood floors. Now, when you, when you go to get your flooring, try and find the most knowledgeable person you can to help you, but take that with a grain of salt. It's kind of like the medical field. You know, you find the best doctor, but you still have to be, you know, your own advocate. Your own, you have to educate yourself. So when you go visit people, tell, tell them about your home and where you're going to install the flooring so they know what rooms. Then let them know what type of heating system you have. You, do you have, like, a radiant heating system? Do you have a four-side air system that has no humidification or base ray? All these things are important when they're trying to select it. You also want to let them know, like, do you have pets? Do you, uh, do you live by the ocean? And in May, you like to open up in June, open up the windows and let the ocean breezes go across your floor. Now, when they give you a sample, don't rely on that tiny, tiny sample that they give you. Uh, a lot, most of the times, it, it really doesn't represent the floor they can get. It doesn't. Um, so, so believe it or not, when you go there, some of the most important things for you to do is get the warranty and writing about about the flooring. So, yeah, you might see some marketing and it says, oh, 100-year warranty. Well, let's find out what will, that, that voids that warranty. Generally, having pets voids their warranty in the small print. If you have the wrong humidity in your house, it voids, it voids it. If you use the wrong cleaning products on it, it voids oh. warranty. So. You really have to know, you know, have that warranty in your hand. Next thing up that's really nice to have is actually have the care and maintenance thing in writing so you know that you're not voiding the warranty. But one of, my, one of the things that I see all the time on my inspections are that people thought they were getting one type of wood, and then it gets there, and it's nothing like they thought they were getting. So you want to ask them about the grade of the wood. And what that does is describes all the character marks or defects that that, that flooring can have. So you might have this tiny piece of wood, and it looks beautiful, but then all of a sudden you find out later, like, I'm doing a house, and they just did $2 million in renovations, and the, the little, they got a little 5 by 5 piece of wood, and they thought, wow, this looks beautiful. But the grade was the lowest grade of wood that could have any defect in the world on it, and they they paid forty thousand dollars for their floors, and they got the lowest. Please, I'm going to get sick floor. because so I I redid my house and I did it all in wood, and I paid a fortune for it, and I don't have any of those things. 
I wish I would have had you on my show and known you then or with or read your book, okay, because really, I mean, I didn't, and my whole house is wood, and, uh, you know, people say, oh, do I have to take my shoes off because I guess they're softer wood or harder wood, and then one time I had an air wick or something, you know, and somebody turned it over and the oil got into the wood and there's no way I could get it out. So there's so much to know. Um, so, and, and I and I agree with you. If you go to a, a you know a place that sells wood, a lot of times they really don't know. I don't really know if they know what you're talking about. <laughs> so, I mean, or you know, they know maybe basics. But I guess it's also would you look at the way you live and how you live, and maybe if you have small kids, like you exactly. said, exactly. Exactly. Take a piece like that sample piece. Get a piece of sample you can take home and then see see how easily it mocks up. If you have pets, I went to a house, one of my inspections a bit, they were upset. This this maple floor, when you looked at it, all you saw is gouges and dents. Now, it wasn't hurt in the finish, but the small dog was just denting the floor. So take that piece of wood, take your thumbnail, take, in, take, take, take a, a uh, nickel or something, and just dent it and just see how much those dents bother you because certain floors even though they might be a hard species like maple the color and the and the actual finish they're using just shows all these things from you know from 10 feet away right so, so would like now in your book what do you cover in your book that people can get it on and where do you you know i think you did tell us but just in case you didn't hear the show last week um it's on amazon and so, tell so us a little about your book and what that tells you, the whole layout and installation tells you everything. Well, I wrote 5,278 5, pages. They took out about 5,000, saying it was too hard. <laughs> so it's just under 300 pages. But the things that I tried to cover as much as possible, but for the consumer, it's, it, it's, it's something that is good for them to see. So, um, you know, I show how to build the palace floors, very easily, and I go into to how to sand floors, and I tell, you know, there's a troubleshooting section, but I, there's a whole bunch more information that isn't in there, and that's the stuff that you're being nice enough to cover. As the national inspector, I just have people, you know, it's nonstop people calling me up, and they're just heartbroken about their floors. So what you're covering is the most important information, and that's how to help them, how to, what they should do prior um, I'd love if you have time to talk about, you know, like if, say if they have a builder coming over, how to protect themselves when they're, you know, when they're dealing with a builder or how. Uh, then, tell so, me, anyway. I mean, it's too late for me now, but I did have a builder and uh, I have no warranty. I have nothing. And I did my whole floor. I mean, I have to. So what should somebody know? It's like, what if they're, they're having a builder who's coming and recommending a certain type of floor, obviously you'd have to pick the color and this and that. What are things that people should know So or ask or at least if ask? You a, if you have a builder coming in now, of course, I'm the guy that everybody calls when things go wrong. So I, I just hear the same story over and over and over again. Now, okay. I've been on projects that are so like I, one house I inspected with $18 million house and they put, they put the lowest quality, the builder put the lowest quality flooring with guys that they paid, you know, paid under the table, I'm sure, nothing. 
And it was just hideous. And this is the same type of house that has 16-inch crown moldings specially made and, mm. you know, in a thousand square foot kitchen with, you know, who knows, quarter million dollars or more cabinets. So, so when your builder comes, actually find out, uh, say, hey, I'd like to know, you know, I'd like to have the warranty on the floors. I, I'd like to know, you know, who makes it, the model, get all the information you can on that floor before. Now, a lot of times, I find, I know it sounds prejudiced, but for some reason, they feel they have to put the lowest the lowest price product they can find and then have the, the person that's the cheapest install it. And that's even on, even on mansions. And it, it's a story I hit also protect yourself, actually find out the grade of the wood, find out the warranty on the wood. Um, if when, now they're going to hire people and it's nice to know if you do have problems, what do I do? Well, you know, first of all, it'd be nice if they're using a factory finish for it to actually have some extra boards around. So if you do end up with damaged boards, they can just be replaced easily. But um, so in order for you to actually file a warranty, little things uh, to protect yourself, if you could have your builder give you in writing what the moisture readings were of your subfloor and your wood. So it's right there in your, in your records because you know what happens? All of a sudden... Uh, it comes time and that contractor that your builder, you know, hired, he's gone. <laughs> you know, well, you know I'm having heart palpitations, mind you. Okay, because, and that's why I am so thrilled you came back on and I hope you'll come out through the year because I really, and I'm in the business, I really didn't know the specifics and I did my whole house in wood so I said if I, if I mess this up and I pick the wrong color or the wrong wood, it's going my whole house is gonna be a wreck because there wasn't one room. And I have no warranties. I have nothing. I don't even remember who put it in because the, you know, I, so I, I really don't want, you know, when you make mistakes, you know, I just want to hopefully save other people from making mistakes. So when they find this out, if they find it out, I don't know if the builders really tell you that, but I guess if you're going to pay them, and they should, if you want to pay someone, they should be able to tell you what kind of wood it is and, um, you know, whether it's soft or what. And I guess it's how you live, right? I mean, basically, if you have, you know, because I know some wood is, a lot of people, when they come into my house, they should I take my shoes off because they feel they're going to dent the wood if they put a heel on it. And I don't want to live like that. So um, what if the, if the builder or the person in the store that won't give you that warranty? What do you suggest? Do not buy, the, buy that flooring. Um, if, before you pay anybody any money, get these things. Find out what the warranty is on the wood. Find out if you really have a warranty. You want to know what, what actually voids the warranty because otherwise you have no protection. Find out the grade because, you know, they could sell you, you the marketing names sound so pretty. And then yeah. all of a sudden you find <laughs> out that, oh, wait a minute, this can have giant knots in it. It's great if you want giant. This can have holes in it. The boards can have giant cracks going down the middle of it. This can have, this board here is nice and clear, but... You're telling me that this can have darkish mineral stains going through it, and that's fine. If that's the floor that you that thought you, like. you were buying, yeah, right, but if, right. But just is, is, is there a, is there a wood that that I, and again, if this is really a hard question to ask, but answer. But is there like a general? Is there a wood that 
stands out in the crowd or that you see a majority of people like or use or like if you're in a modern, you know, like if your home is modern, maybe you'd want a certain, is there anything that stands out in your mind that that you feel is very popular? Or? Well, they have a lot, you know, one of the things is a very popular floor right now are, are the textured floors and for, for an inspector, oh my Lord, it's, 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 it's terrible. So try and imagine you have a floor that's not not smooth like a regular floor. The problem oh. is if you don't maintain that floor, it's it's textured, right? You you can't you can't really go back and sand it. If you sand that floor, like you sand regular floors, you take out all the texture on it. So they have hand scraped floors. Another thing that they're doing is you know most floors have polyurethane on them, and polyurethane is great. I know it's a little bit plasticky and stuff, but it's great protection. So they're putting these hot wax oils on. And the reason for that, because they want these contemporary looks that there's almost nothing on the floor. And what, what the homeowners don't really re- realize is that they require a lot of maintenance, homeowner maintenance. And they're not that, then they don't hold up to water dogs that well. I have so many of them that they're, they're coming back and just go, what do I do now? Look at all the black stains in my floor. So if you do get one of these textured floors, Oh Lord, um, make sure make sure that you you know don't get too much water on them and keep them maintained. Well, thank you so much, and you have a happy holiday. What is the and what and when? Where can they buy your book? And the name well, I have I, the books on Amazon, and it's a lot of information. But um, but I'm hoping that you'll be back so we can give more information. You will definitely be back. Believe me. I'm in the business 30 years. No one really knows about wood. You're at somebody's mercy. So the more we can know, the more that you can know about it, the better off you're going to be. Thank you so much, and we'll have you back next year again. And hope you have a great holiday and a happy new year. Happy holidays. Thank you. And everybody will be back with our New Year's show next week, and we'll give you our predictions for 24. Uh, what we got right in 23 and what we got wrong. And please enjoy the holidays. The preceding hour of programming paid for by DTHY Realty Incorporated. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.